You can get in your fancy yells, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Kylie's Around the World SBG Do a Thing recap. Oh, I am absolutely knackered. I have just come off uh, playing the final three rounds of the Battle of Five Shires in Worcester, and oh my god, these games, oh, well, the, all these games were, were learning experiences, um, particularly in, in, in mental. That's right, Th this episode is going to have a theme, and it's going to be mental, keeping yourself focused and present in your games because there's a few moments that I think is, is really important to share now with everyone because today was a bit of a roller coaster, a huge roller coaster. So I, I woke up this morning and I thought I felt pretty good with myself. You know, three wins. Uh, I wasn't that hungover. A little, little, little on the worst side, but nothing some paracetamol and um, some greasy breakfast food couldn't fix. And I was going into day two feeling quite confident. I already knew the round draw matchup. I was up against Iron Hills in Sea Surprise. Now I knew my opponent had a couple of goats, so they had the march and, and move and stuff. So I knew that it was going to be a roll off to get to the middle on the first turn. Now we, we set up uh, on this uh, kind of like Harati deserty oasis board and I thought to myself, you know what, I've I've got a a good a good chance at this. I even think I've I've got the starting advantage in this scenario. And as you're about to find out, this is where I, I made a couple of little mistakes early that snowballed into making some bigger mistakes later. Now, particularly uh at the start of the game, I miss kind of allocated where my resources were gonna go and what I needed my resources for. Now uh, to kind of uh, re rehash what I had in my list for everyone, I had the Emperor, a Captain, Brigitte, and Rutabi. Now, my plan was to get Rutabi onto the center, pick up the prize, and then yeet it back onto a uh, uh, onto the cataphracts, and then drum those cataphracts off the board. But as you'll find out, that plan didn't come from Rishin. So, first turn, we both called a move march with our heroes. Now, I called the march with the captain and the move with Brogy, and I think this was my first little mistake. What I should have done was set up the heroic move in the center of the board with, and I know this is going to surprise some of you, but the Dragon Emperor. That's right, I think the, the Dragon Emperor should have been the one going forward because Rutabi was going to be the one picking up the prize, so she needed to keep as much of her resources as possible. The Emperor's might was not as useful as Brogy's as I'm about to explain in the moment, and the captain had to call the march. So going in, went forward, my opponent won the roll-off, so he got onto the prize, though he had a goat rider, so he didn't, uh, uh, how would you say, he didn't uh, pick up the prize because he wanted to keep his uh, mount. So he just marched onto the prize, uh, blocked it off completely, uh, put the two goats next to him, and then marched up uh, most of his other doors. Now, some doors had to, you know, slug it a couple of turns. They didn't move on the first turn because, uh, you know, they couldn't uh, all cram up because of some of the terrain in the way. But for the most part, my opponent got their fix. And I'm like, okay, all right, he wins the first roll-up. It's fine. If I can get one of the next couple, I should be able to have good standing in this game. Now, this is where things get uh, a little bit, how we say, dicey. 
So turn two, we go for um, the move uh, move march off, uh, sorry, the move off, and once again, this time, I, I think I did something a little bit foolish here. I called the move with the captain, and again, the, the dragon emperor was in the perfect position to spend the money, because the dragon emperor was just going to chill in the back line for most of this game, just give his fight five aura buff out, and it should be okay. But I called the march with the emperor, figuring, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll go in, I'll trap this combat out, I'll throw the Blade Wrath down, kill this pesky captain in the way, grab the prize, or at least get Rutabi on the prize, or, or boxing it off so that I can pick it up the next turn. But once again, my opponent won the move off with Floyn, and he was able to better screen off the objective. And I also met, this is also where I made the second mistake, oh, I think, of the game too, uh, which was I threw the throwing weapons at the captain thinking, I'm knocking him off his, off his, um, goat and i'll be in a better position but what i should have done was shot at the two goats next to him if i knock them off their goats get them prone it's going to be a lot easier for me to go in because a goat is has a much bigger base 40 mil base which meant i had much better opportunity to get more models into the combat get more dice into the combat and up my chances of killing that pesky defense nine captain now going into turn two i had the ability to charge now because we're right up in these fuzzles for faces the dwarves couldn't quite get into charge range so they all screened off the objective my opponent once again failed to pick up the objective so i had the opportunity now to really kick in some power and this is where i made my second mistake i used a point of might from Grogi to get off an unchanneled blade wrath this was the first mistake now i remember how i said earlier that i called the move with Bogey. this is where i think i misanalyzed what i needed to do i needed to call two channel blade rafts this game to get those strength 10 hits to breach through this massively high defense defense eight defense nine dwarf army because that's that's where all his power was his power was in his defense his ability to grab the prize and just hold it for forever and a day but if I had to call those um, early, had to throw in the, the Channel Blenrath and say I would Tabi or the Dragon Emperor and throw in them head first in, their ability to crack through the combats on a single combat victory was going to be very, very high. And this is this is where I made my first mis next slight misplay. I went into the side, set up for a heroic combat with uh, the Captain and the Emperor. Rutabi went into the Captain thinking, well, I got the Captain trapped now. Um, all I need to do is win this heroic combat, and I can move another model in, trap the captain, maybe even go into Gloin. Gloin calls a strike, and then I fluffed my dice rolls. Absolutely, completely, and utterly fluffed it. The Emperor was in this position of, well, I guess I gotta call the... I guess I gotta use my second point of might to, you know, win this combat against this random goat rider that's off to the side. And then, I don't know what it was, but... I feel like the dice, having gone really kind of against me at this point, you know, losing 50-50s, flopping a heroic combat with no like no less than like 14-15 dice and not hitting the six, I, I don't know, something twinged to me. I'm like, well, I shouldn't go into a striking gloin when I only have one point of might, when I absolutely should have. I should have just thrown the Emperor in, just, you know, took it on the chin and got up in his face and really started to put the pressure on. And this is this is where the game basically was lost for me. Rutabi did win her combat uh, against the captain, but failed to do any wounds. Even with her six strikes um, and her uh, acolyte friend that was in combat with her and the two pikes behind, so it's something that's that, like, uh, six, 
12, 24 strikes. I didn't get a single six and bounced off the captain. And that really put some pressure on. Um, and yeah, I just I couldn't crack through. I just couldn't break through this massively tanky defense line captain. And next turn, same thing happened. Went in, bounced off. This time, Dane got into Rutabi off uh, him winning the move off. And in the end, we called the strike off. Rutabi lost the roll off in the strike off. And then Dane decided, well, I'm just going to grow all fives and six, all fours, fives and sixes, point upon a might, put four wins on the Rotabi, and Rotabi fluffed her fate rolls and died. And I was just kind of like sitting there shocked in this moment where I'm like, I just lost Rotabi. I've lost three rolls in a row. I have not been able to hit a six in any of my combats with any of my heroes, even in stacked combats. Like Rotabi had to use a might point to tie the combat. And then because she used a might point to tie the combat, died because she rolled a two on her fate so she couldn't might out of it and she went down with a might point and at this point i don't know something broke in me i still played out the game but i played out the game very robotically i kind of like I thought oh maybe i'll go for a hail mary tremor uh try and cut open a, a hole with the tremor get kill the guy in front and then charge the captain later and then grogier flopped his his tremor his tremor spells and i think at this point my mental capacity to like stay in the game was gone and at the time i didn't even realize that i was in this kind of state of like i'm just playing the game robotically like just i don't i don't know i had already accepted the loss and that the only way i was going to win is if the dice gods blessed their miracle and my dice rolling did get a little bit better as the game went on i somehow managed to claw back and break my opponent but by that time it was too little too late i got swamped over surrounded you know even though the the emperor was killing one dwarf a turn and that was great i just i couldn't couldn't get the dice in my favor and my opponent's heroes at the start of the game were just absolutely on fire and it it was one of those things of like i needed to have stepped back and i think i should have just asked my opponent hey can i just have two minutes to just reset my head and just think about this game without any pressure or anything around me and I didn't do that I didn't respect my own mental and I even have it written in my playbook you know um keep calm don't panic um there is always an option always a way to win the game maintain your composure and I ignore my own advice I ignored past Kylie's advice and it cost me and I ended up losing this game uh, 10 VP to 1, um, which was a pretty, you know, horrid defeat, you know? He got the prize off, just ran off as the fate going victory. I wasn't going to screw around a slow play like the last 5-10 minutes of the game and, and deny him a couple of VPs. I'm not that sort of person. So, yeah, it was it was one of those games where I walked out into lunch and went, I don't think my opponent outplayed me here. I think it was the opposite. I think I outplayed myself. I made the mistakes and hats off to uh, my opponent, Ali. He capitalized on every single one of my missteps and misplays in this game and punished me horribly for it. He, every role, every decision he's made was to capitalize as big as he could off my slight out of positions and my slightly bad dice rolls or my inappropriate use of resources and that, that was a big thing too i mismanaged my resources horribly didn't recognize which heroes needed to do what role and specifically didn't realize that brogan needed to be calling you know basically two channel 
play Rast this game and just go, go, go. Just get two rounds where I can just hit and kill some dwarves and actually put some pressure on. And I didn't do that. And I think that's that's honestly a bit of it bit of a shame. I, I, I was a little bummed by myself. So I went went into lunch and everyone kept coming up to me like, you're alright, you, you seem to be out of it. And this game was just constantly on replay in my head the entire time through lunch. And then I had this moment where I'm like, what would Jeremy say to me right now? What what would my friends back home say to me right now? And there's that moment of like, you've already come on this trip and done what you wanted to do, which was go in and win the Masters. You've already done more than you ever needed to at this random tournament that you decided to pick up on the flight uh, before you fly out to the US. You've already done everything that you ever ever wanted to hope to do in the game. Why are you stressing? What What's going on? Your mental isn't this bad. And it was at that moment, I'm like, I'm sitting down, eating my sub, kind of nubbling away and going, yeah, dice, bad dice rolls are going to happen. But that shouldn't, bad, like, good players shouldn't let bad bad dice rolls affect them like this. And I came back after lunch, I went up to LA, and I went up to him and apologized. I'm like, hey man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I wasn't my normal, crazy, bubbly, weird self during this game. Um, every other game I had, this weekend, you know, I've been ha fun, happy, and upbeat, and I, I didn't give you that. I didn't give you my best this game, and I'm really sorry for that. He's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. I didn't have a problem with you during our game whatsoever." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I had a problem with me." And I think it was really nice to hear my opponent say I had it completely checked out of the game, but it was good to have this loss in this way to remind myself that even though things can go wrong and, and and things can shake you up not to let affect your mental in the game and not let it affect you and and remind yourself that if you need to take a moment just to step away and just take you know that that 60 seconds of just breathing deeply and thinking and not thinking about the game just clearing your head to take it and this lunch break was was the start of my comeback in this tournament this, this lunch break it screwed my head back on. It knocked some sense into me. This game knocked some sense into me and, and gave me some insight about what I probably should be doing when I go to the US because I've, I've made the decision uh, at the end of this game, yes, Brogear is that good and he's going to be very useful going into Nova Open um, in uh, in a week. So, yeah, game, game two, or sorry, game two of day two, which is game five of the tournament. And I get up in uh, domination against the Vanquishers of the Necromancer, piloted by Jack. Now, I come into this game and I see the Necromancer touch down. I'm like, okay, they can cast spells in combat. They've got some nasty shenanigans. That's okay. That's all right. We, we, we've got a game plan. We're on the objectives. Make sure we double redundant, double bag all the objectives. Make sure we have multiple models able to capture objectives in the late game in case, you know, Saruman does sneaky stuff like compel off and stuff like that. And keep your head in the game. You're up against the, the the vanquishers of the necromancer. Every might point, every will point, every fate point you take off these guys is a victory. You just got to stay calm, stay composed, and stay in the game. And that was a big, big part of this game. I didn't let myself fall into the same trap I did in the previous game. I recognized, okay, what, what, what do my models need to do? And I'm like. 
Well, the Dragon Emperor needs to absorb pressure, he needs to resist the magic and all these things, make sure he's there in position to, to block the wraths. I need to make sure that I've got Ritabi going and trying to slap face on all the heroes. I need to make sure I'm getting the flanks with the cavalry to look for that CC and the knockdowns and stuff like that. I need to make sure that Brogy gets the fury up. Um, uh, even channeled fury, uh, maybe even. Uh, but I think I just went for the regular fury. Get the fury up so I don't need to take the care of tests. Uh, uh, to, to go into these scary members of the White Council. And that's what I did. I went in, I, I caught the uh, um, the uh, White Council on one objective. So all five of them are basically hovering on an objective. I went in, I ran and surrounded, and I went to my game plan. And I'm like, every might point I get helps. Every, every single thing. And went in and swamped. And that's exactly every time my opponent was forced into calling a, a defense, I'm like, yes, that's one might point down. Every time they were forced to spend an extra resource on a spell, yes, that's an extra will point down. And slowly but surely, it was a grinding game. We just whittled each other down. My might was eroding, my will was eroding, but so was theirs. And eventually, I, I got a chipping wound here and a chipping wound there. And although those wounds weren't doing much yet, couple of fate points here and there and suddenly the tide started to turn and even though my opponent was basically winning every roll off you know after turn two like he won the first you know kind of going in charge I, I won the first kind of going in charge but like every other roll off my, went my opponent's way every time we rolled a tie priority one of Elrond's foresight points was spent to win the priority roll. I, I cannot stress this enough how many times we tied priority roll and the one foresight point was able to give it to my opponent. And I was like, I was, I could feel, I was like, my opponent was like, I'm so sorry, that's such bad luck with the foresight. Like he was getting such good efficiency off these four four points points. But I remembered, I remembered my previous game about having my mental and keeping my mental screwed on and making sure I wasn't letting the dice rolls uh, tilt me because even if he has to spend a foresight point that's another resource that is no longer in his bank it's something he's had to spend to do it and i kept thinking i'm like it's okay man it happens i've got tricks i've got models left on the table i've got you surrounded let's play it out let's see how it happens and to, to, to jack's credit he played this game out really really well some of the things he was doing with his target selection with his spells he made sure saruman wasn't double dipping with the two spells a turn when he didn't have to, he looked for blasts uh, to knock off carry models and like dismantling the captain. Um, also, shout out to the unyielding combat stance. Oh my god, that rule is amazing. Uh, kept Rutabi up twice and stopped her getting knocked down by all these pesky, pesky sorceress blasters by the wizards. And yeah, kept me in it for well long, well past what I I would have been. I even managed to get the slow acting poison. Uh, managed to sneak through a wound on Saruman and get him down to one attack fight four. So they were just, you know, slapping him around for the rest of the game uh, and chasing him in the corner. And eventually, after we traded all of these spells, all of these resources, you know, the Emperor's out of everything and all of Jack's stats were out, eventually I got that turn and I was able to get the, finally get that priority in my favor. We were both out of might and then the Emperor went, right, this is it. And everyone went in and Saruman, he's down to just his freebie. Gandalf, he's just down to his freebie. Radagast is just down to his freebie. And all of all but one flopped, got the resistance of magic off, and the Aragon Emperor took off Saruman's head, and I went, Yes. Got the leader kill. I took off um one of the wizards. 
here we go. And then, yeah, then the rest of the turns was just clean up. You know, knock out the Radagast, knock out Gandalf. Elrond was the last one to survive because defense level was just too hard for me to crack. But this game for me was a complete and utter 180 from my previous game. I knew I had a game plan. I, I focused on exactly what I wanted to do. Kept making sure I was getting surrounds. Even if it was just one, two strikes in with a couple of pikemen into a, into a hero, it was worth it. Every stat, every single roll, I made sure I was in it the game and present and it made a world of difference it, i lost the previous game 10-1 i won this game 12-1 so yeah uh sorry no it wasn't it was it 12-1 yes it was 12-1 he, he did break me in the end uh yeah won this game 12-1 so yeah it was a, a massive turnaround and at the end of this game i thank jack and i had to give my you know i had to, had to give myself a little cheeky pat on the back because i felt like this game was a real a, a real show to myself that hey when you want to you know stay in it to win it and actually play your best lord of the rings you're unstoppable and you you're a force to be reckoned with and it was really good i'm really glad i had that game against ali and cop that loss then and there and not not later on when I'll, I'd be a bit more salty and a bit more invested at say like a Nova or, or Ozmasters or something like that. Not to say that I wasn't invested in this tournament. I was very invested in this tournament, especially after I had the the first prize of getting a fancy glamour ring. I mean, I already have one myself, but that, that that's that's a, a completely different uh, side. Not even sure how I'd get it back to Australia, but you know, that 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 that's we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. Okay, we don't need to talk about that. So finally, round six. We are playing uh, Lords of uh, Battle, so the VP one, uh, for all the Jews out there. And I got a absolutely fantastic uh, match matchup in this one. Uh, was I up against the other Jack? I feel like I was up against the other Jack. I hope I was up against the other Jack. Oh, this is going to be a really, really awkward... Uh, yeah, this is going to be really awkward if I got the names wrong. Well, I'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> I was up against, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in Jack. I was up against Jack in round six. And this game, this game was, was me looking at, looking at my, my scorecard and going, right, I'm four and one in this tournament. I probably need to go five and one to have a shot at the podium, maybe even a shot at winning, um, depending on how some of the other matchups go. I, I need a bit of help to get there. But we need to go big. We need to win big in this game. And I figured the only way I'm going to win big is if I if I really hammer home and really put the pressure as quickly as possible on all of these pesky goblins. I just need to keep killing them rapidly as possible. Keep my army balled up together. Nobody moves more than 12 inches away from the Dragon Emperor. And play to my game plan. You know, look for, get the, the threaten. I, I did another threaten with the channeled... Um, uh, tremor. I threatened the channel tremor and my friend was like, well, I don't want to deal with that. Spread out more, uh, created a larger concave uh, with the goblins running at me, which meant that I was able to seamlessly pivot into a channeled fury, uh, which although didn't do much in terms of actually saving models, it didn't save anyone at all. Uh, what it did do was allow me to pass courage tests and go into some of the models that I did need to charge, such as the spider queen and the goblin king. My opponent uh, had a ragtag group of um, 
uh, goblins and some mercenaries are deep striking onto the table. Uh, the Spider Queen had a bat, and my opponent did a really interesting choice. Uh, he threw the bat in to stop a tremor down his line, uh, basically trading a, a, a bat for the, the channel tremor. Uh, and he said, oh, maybe I could use the um, the uh, broodlings instead with the broodmother. And I'm like, yeah, you could have. But then I have six throwing weapons from these guys that could all just thrown in. And I don't care if I kill one of my own guys, if I can open up a corridor and throw a tremor down the line at like 10 goblins. And he's like, yeah, I probably should take the bat. And I think the bat was still the right call. Um like just sacking it because I was the way I was using my anti fly formation. There was no way in hell the bat was ever going to get a decent shot at going at any of my heroes, um, at least not in behind. And yeah, he threw the bat in. I pivoted off into the Chamber Fury, threw Retabi in, um, threw my captain on uh, the other flank. It looked like an overextend at the time. But after I had called the hero at combat, I was able to consolidate into his goblin captain in the second rank. And just immediately assassinate it with the captain on a horse uh, and getting his might point back, which was a lot of fun to do those kind of like little kind of cheeky resets and stuff like that. I even, uh, I think I one shot um, his other captain in a similar way, like just snuck a, an acolyte in with like two pie supports and just got four wounds, take him off. Um, and that's what this whole game was. It was, it was just, you know, it was the pike show in, in all honesty, it was, Pikes ranking up on each other, ranking up on each other, and creating small uh, channeled uh, funnel bottlenecks, um, and making sure that you know when my opponent tried to get around the flank, he was either met with um, shooting from my archers and through my acolytes, or he was met with a cavalry charge to the face. Uh, all of which did amazing things, and I think by the end of the second turn, I had like was like eighteen kills to one or something like ludicrous like that in terms of VPs. And even though the uh, Goblin King uh, just passed every single one of his blobber saves, uh, he got a bit overextended at one point, and Retali was able to get in, win the strike off. But again, those blobber saves, man, they're, they're, they're tough. So my opponent won the roll off the next turn, was able to swap with me out. And yeah, uh, after that, it was, um, uh, yeah, all she wrote. Uh, Gunnar did survive a turn with his strike, uh, having been, spent both my points to survive, uh, all three my points to survive, but. When I had that kind of positioning, that kind of pressure, yeah, it was just so much was able to just keep the ball rolling, keep the pressure in, make sure all the combats were just fully stacked in my favor, make sure I had the pikes in, in behind, and I made sure to funnel most of the army in between these like two leg town buildings, so you can only ever fight like five abreast. So with all the pike support in there, the cavalry covering one flank, the archery covering the other, and the, and the emperor in the middle with the massive banner effect. Um, I just got too big of a lead too quickly, and hats off to my opponent Jack too. Um, we we sped we speeded sped up the last few turns, uh, kind of cut a little corners, and we're like we got to a point where I was on like something like forty wounds, and my opponent still only had like five or so. He's like, look, we we could sit here and roll out these dice, but it's not going to matter. Um, there's only one combat that matters. Can you win the Goblin King to get those extra VPs? Rolled out the combat. I won the combat. Got through three wounds, but the Goblin King just went blah blah, bang bang bang, bounce off. Cool. All she wrote. We tallied up the VPs and yeah, managed to win my final game 10 0. And yeah, th this was a complete turnaround. I followed my game plan in this game, made sure I was, you know, 
looking at the, the kind of setup and strategy that I needed to win against such a massive, you know, 78 goblin horde or something ludicrous like that, and was able to play into my win condition of, you know, make sure we're piked up, make sure we're getting that re-roll and that banner effect rolling, make sure we're throwing, you know, four dice every com four, three dice every combat, making sure, you know, getting those that advantages where my fight value can shine and where I can really put the pressure on with the with the wounds early and yeah, basically make it uncatchable. Uh Brogear even like ponied up this game as well. He got a nasty tremor off on the uh on the Spider Queen on double sixes and got both my uh both will points back and the Spider Queen completely flopped her resist roll. Um forcing you to get knocked prone and then uh, have to deal uh deal with a heroic combating Emperor who only was able to heroic combat into her because a random archer shot through his combat, killed the one goblin that was providing the box out, like preventing the Emperor from getting into the Spider Queen, and then, yeah, just consolidated. So there's a couple of little, like, cheeky, uh, cheeky uh, sneaky shenanigans across that game. But, yeah, th that game was all the Emperor's reroll. Um, and, yeah, it was a really good feeling to have a loss like that in round four, and then take everything from that loss, every lesson I have learnt from that loss, every reminder that I, I needed, and take that into games five and six and absolutely play my plan to to exactly how I needed to play it. Every iteration of that plan played out exactly how I wanted it. And it wasn't so much that the matchups were my favourable. That's not what I took away from those last two games. Like, yeah, domination against a five-model army, yeah, nine times out of ten, that's going to everyone knows the result. And um, Lords of Battle against um, um, Goblin Town, yeah, we probably know that as well. But the thing that I took away from that was I was able to play into my game plan, play my game plan, and keep my mental strong and don't hold up. Keep in and present in the game. Keep looking for the ways my opponent can... Um, you know, fight back and re reset the game, and it was really, really good to to to, to know that I was still able. Like I, I hadn't buggered myself up in that kind of aspect. So a big shout out to uh, all my opponents in on day two because it was a, a a good learning curve and a good bit of reality check too. You know, tempering some of the the arrogance from from wing masters. I think that was really important as well because um we're all human we all make mistakes and i think it's really good to recognize um when when and where those kind of um mistakes and and other little interactions pop up because uh if 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 you're not having a good time being good sport and being a fun an opponent um i think you're, you're doing yourself uh, yourself and your and your opponent a, a disservice because at the end of the day we're here to have uh have fun and play some games and if we're if anyone at any point is not having fun playing the game why are you playing the game it comes kind of kind of comes down to that 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 simply so yeah uh i ended up picking a third place up at the tournament which was absolutely amazing uh someone had come up to me like at the end of our game and said hey kyle you're first at the moment i'm like really I'm like yeah you're first i'm like how many games left like three i'm like the other three games are top table. What are you telling me? I've got first. Like this, if this game's a win or a draw, they've won. I'm like, it was, it was too much going on. <laughs> too much going on. So I, I tried to tune it out, but eventually, 
once the results came in and I found out that I was the, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, just incredibly, and so, so happy to pick that up. A third place, any podium at any tournament is, is a good day at the office for me. So I, I'm never gonna, never gonna like, uh, <laughs> never gonna, oh, well, do we go with a Rick Ashley Rick Roll and never gonna get you off? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'm never gonna say no to you know a third place, and I got this uh cool little uh widget moving set. So you've got all these like measuring sticks from between one inch and two inches, and, and all these other cool things, and um base base geometry for like uh twenty mil, thirty mil, forty mil, fifty mil bases and stuff. It was it was a really cool little kit. I'll, I'll post it up up online at some point uh to show you guys because it's it's a really cool piece of uh uh uh, uh gaming. Uh, gaming utensils that I, I picked up there. So, yeah, big shout out to uh, uh, Arlene, uh, who got the second place. I'm very pleased. I, I'm glad to see that you got up there. You couldn't quite get the VP differential to get himself into first, but hey, if whenever I see someone who's able to absolutely smack me, spank me and slap me around on the table, do really well at the tournament, I, that always brings a smile to my face. And I'm so glad he did uh, picked up the silver there. But uh, big shout out to uh, Ash, um, who ended up winning the whole tournament with a really nasty audio, like the Witch King, um, Shagrat, Suladan, uh, Mouth of Siren combo. A lot of really powerful picks. Just really good cost-effective heroes with a, just a nasty army behind it. And yeah, he, he yeah, got the first place. And he, he said, oh, I, I got got lucky with my matchups and i'm like luck doesn't have uh doesn't have much to do with it it's all about the player skill and yes luck can help but you have to be a damn good player to get that far and congratulations ash i heard he spent like a ton of my in, in the last round uh with some against the necromancer in shenanigans so yeah it was yeah absolutely blast had a great fun chatting with um the uh the southern england worcester community um yeah total blast i'm so glad i uh fit this uh tournament into my schedule uh because this has prepped me primed and ready for the big trip over to the us for nova and yeah i am super looking forward to that so you hear from me in a couple of days i imagine once i have arrived in the us and settled down myself and Getting ready for some some real big games over there. We got uh, chaos and Arda doubles, and then the main event on the Saturday Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Um, we're almost getting to the halfway point of my crazy around the world tour, which is kind of wild to think about. But yeah, I mean, this has been uh, yeah, as I said, a, an amazing weekend, and a big shout out to uh, Leon and. Laura for their just amazing hosting of their events. I had a great uh, gas bag with uh, Laura at the end of the tournament, um, just about you know uh, culture and gaming culture and stuff like that, and females in the game and stuff, and how we'd love to see more female players uh, uh, playing some more rings and that and that and uh, yeah, just just you know building a really fun uh, community and. Uh, making sure that you know everyone's having fun and enjoying themselves at these events because I think that's at the end of the day that's the most important thing yeah because it is having fun and making sure that we're all upbeat and being good sports about the game regardless of the dice rolls and not letting 
these these little niggling moments where you know you lose a handful of 50 50s in a row and you, you start to get starts to get into you and yeah it's yeah it, it, as i said it's been an amazing uh, uh thing and uh, as i promised leanne i i didn't say the word you already know what the word was but i believe with 99 percent certainty i didn't say the word uh in relation to this the games today but they all were that word all the games today were that word uh e even the loss and yeah you know what let's see if anyone can guess what that word was because uh i'm interested to see if other people have picked up on my uh little idioisms idioism no it isn't it is the thing that you say a lot that people relate to you anyway I, you know what I, i'm ranting now i i'm i'm gonna end this cast right here right now so uh without further ado thank you for listening everyone and traps win games Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.